This is Poor People Talk. I'm Joanne. Hey guys, I'm Al. Poor People Talk is about the experience of struggling artists living in the greater LA area. We have weekly discussions about how we cope and how we balance our daily lives and the art we create. Yes, listen. <laughs> listen to us talk. We're here for you. Weekly discussions about things. Art. <laughs> <laughs> So, Poor People Talk is about experience of struggling artists living in the greater L.A. area, how we cope and how we go about it. Um, so, we have some questions we wanted to ask ourselves, basically, who we are and why we do what we do and how we were raised. So, why don't me and you just talk about that? Like, yeah, how are you? I know kind of how you were raised. Mm -hmm. You were raised in Arizona. Yeah, so I was born in Whittier, California, and then I was raised in Scottsdale, Arizona. Um, very bougie area. I didn't know you were born here. That's cool. Yeah. Um, it made getting my birth certificate that much easier for my passport. Oh, I remember that. You had to go to DMV. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, like growing out there, growing up out there was wild mm -hmm. and it was weird. And I feel like I'm still coping with the after effects. And you said it was like pretty white yeah oh yeah, oh, yeah. should it's we specify that we're like women of color <laughs> as we keep saying white yeah we should probably say that we're women of color <laughs> different colors but definitely women of color um i'm pretty brown yeah i'm pretty brown yeah you're not a woman of color but i am a pretty brown <laughs> you are a pretty much. brown yeah. <laughs> uh yeah so that's kind of cool. Uh, I grew up, I was born in New Jersey, in Newark, New Jersey, which if anyone knows, they probably know because the airport, it's probably a terrible experience. And then when I was six months old, my parents and my brother and I moved to Brazil and I was raised on a ranch until I was seven. So I grew up in a horse life. That's amazing. That's my retirement dream, actually. Same here. Oh my god, <laughs> that's All the I happiest do time is live on a ranch. I know it was the happiest time of my life, and I absolutely want to like. That's the goal. Yeah. When I'm like 40, that's the goal. Yeah. But so my parents are my mom's Italian and uh, German, and my dad's Portuguese and Amazonian. Oh wow. Indigenous, which is why I'm brown. Um, so I'm actually probably more white than brown but the skin is what you know well whatever either way so I was, I was raised in brazil my best friend was a horse and then when i was seven <laughs> when i was seven they moved my them meaning my parents decided to move us back to new jersey back to newark new jersey oh my god so my culture shock was like immense you know like i only knew my cousins growing up um so I was like, what the fuck is this? And it was a lot of like, um, I don't know if I'm allowed to say like ratchetness and a lot of like. I feel like I hear that a lot about New Jersey. A lot of things that I wasn't really understanding. Like I was like seven and girls are talking about like bras and like boys are talking about like really inappropriate, gross things. And I was like, we're seven. Like we should be 
I don't know, picking our boogers and like, I don't know. I was like very confused by it. But and then growing up with that was really weird. I had a speech impediment. I had a stutter. Um, yeah. And I was raised like evangelical Christian, which is, yeah, you're so Christian. You're almost Jewish because <laughs> you celebrate all the Jewish holidays, but you don't get the like coolness of being Jewish <laughs> that I see as cool at least. You don't get that big old party when you turn 13. Yeah like it was just like this is weird. And if they... it makes you feel any better I never had a quinceanera. Really? I yeah. did. Really? What I the did. Fuck? It was so ghetto though. It was ghetto. Is that an Irish bar? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Grew up in the hood. Even... What the hell? Okay. Grew up in the hood. Um. So like where I grew up there was a lot See, this is how white it was. Like, there were fucking horse trails by the streets. Oh, I love that. I know, me too. So I always really wanted a horse growing up. I had a... I never really did that well in school, so my parents would bribe me with horse lessons. Oh, that's good. Horse riding, you know, just like trying to get me to do better in school. Mm -hmm. Didn't work. Mm. I just would walk or run by them. And this is just be like longingly stare at them. This is really quite gross, but like I can smell horse shit literally a mile away. <laughs> like we were walking, Anna and I were walking through the street. I was like, there's a horse somewhere. She was like, no, that's just shit. And I was like, no, there's a horse. <laughs> I'm telling you. And no joke, half a mile later, there was three horses. My best friend is near. I can smell <laughs> I was like, I can smell them now. <laughs> I was like, ooh, there's a horse. I smell food. <laughs> But legitimately, I was like, ah! But I was genuinely, like, excited to, yeah, smell horse poop. But I used to just clean up after my horse. Oh, I just Is it legal to ride horses on the street? Some states, I'm looking at you like you know. (laughs) I'm definitely the authority on whether horses can ride in the street or not. uh, I would say it depends on the state, because, like, Pennsylvania, there's horses everywhere. But say um, like you're you're just on the 101 on a horse. I don't know. Would you get probably, pulled over? Yeah, probably. <laughs> but I also know New York City they have carriages. But I know that you need to have a special permit for that, like so horses wild. and carriages. Such a fucking waste of money. Yeah, but don't they like abuse those horses too? I was about to say, and it's also extremely abusive. If you're one of those assholes who go to New York and get on a fucking carriage, shame on you. Yeah. Spend your money on something better. Yeah. I mean, there are those protesters out there doing the good deed, but. Yeah. yeah, that always upset me. My mom, I'd be like, carriage. My mom be like, no. <laughs> My mom be like, no, we respect animals. <laughs> it was like, oh, okay. She, and I was like, those people don't respect animals. She was like, no, it's fucking freezing cold. Like, you could see they're, like, horses are really strong, but you could see. They're um, also, like, the worst, like, designed animal ever like god just took a shit on them be like fuck these guys if they break a leg they're done yeah it's just like yeah literally it's like you know upset stomach finished <laughs> <It's> like fuck <laughs> but yeah you could see that like you know they're they were freezing like it was really fucking cold it was really yeah. fucked up i was not a fan okay, but it's wait, what's so the show cute about? oh my god this <laughs> show's about horses <laughs> Psych. Cute little horses. Oh my god. It's a yeah. My little pony. <laughs> we can edit all this out. We don't have to we could just talk about horses and have a great time. Alright. Um But yeah, so where you grew up, were you do you feel like you were set up for success for being an artist? And maybe we should talk about what our arts are. 
because I'm a musician. I play primarily drums. I've been playing drums for 14 years now. Yeah. And then uh, I've been playing guitar for a while now as, as well. Um, you know, I've booked sessions. I play for some musicians out here um, who pay me, which is great and an immense privilege. And then you do photography. I do. Um, I mostly dabble in film photography and I have been for the last 10 years. Um, and film is like versus digital. Oh, it's, I don't know what it is about it. I just feel more comfortable with it. Maybe it's because I know everything there is to know about an analog camera compared to a, like a digital one. Just like comfort base. Yeah, pretty much. I know how to manipulate the light a little bit better where I, I feel like digital cameras have one few too many buttons to get through to get what you want in the shot you want. Um, but <clears throat> going back to what you asked if my parents set me up for success as an artist, absolutely not. Um, I'm first generation, so both my parents came from Mexico and they moved to they moved us to Arizona to like help expand my dad's business, which ended up getting bought out anyways. Um, but they really wanted us to just be successful. And what was their meaning of success? Because the more I it, the more I grow, the more I see that well, that means something different for everyone. Exactly. And Some people are like, success is a fucking, it's a, a union job with benefits. Just like and any job with benefits. Any really. job with benefits and you fucking lock that shit in. Yeah. And you just do the bare minimum yeah, from no. the beginning to the end. My parents, like, or my, it was mostly my mom. My dad is who introduced me to, like, philosophy books, like Plato, Socrates, Aristotle, all that shit like that, when I was, like, 10 years old. My mom, I love my mom. She's great, but not the best teacher mm -hmm. or not the best educator and not really someone who I would go to if I needed advice because mm -hmm. she's very, like stubborn and like thick-headed and just very independent like if you can't do it yourself why bother doing it at all kind of thing hmm that's um, interesting yeah and so she really like kind of drilled into us that we needed to go to school get good grades um do the whole nine like mm -hmm. go to a really good college get good grades get a really good job and just you know be a part of society in that manner whereas i never really I never really did well in school because I could never focus long enough to, like, figure out what I wanted to do. Other than your parents, do you feel like anything else may have set you up for success, like community, or is it something you found later in life? You know, that's another thing, is that I I really did not really, did not find a community until I moved out to L.A. this past February. Wow. Yeah. I'm part of that. <laughs> you are part of that. And I think that's amazing and it's great. And I can feel myself like actually growing as an artist and actually like growing as a person and like itself mm -hmm. in myself. And now I can actually see like a clear path to my future. And I've never been able to see that before. Mm -hmm. And I don't I don't ever want to take that for granted. And I love living here. I really do. I found like a whole new community to like immerse myself in and help other people build themselves up as well. I never had that in Phoenix. I was bullied like the entire time I was there, the entire time. Hmm. And it was it was wild. Like for a while I thought I had like a good community to like to lean on, but I mean everyone in Phoenix just kind of like 
looks out for themselves or they're piggybacking off of other artists that are already well established and it's kind of sad it's clicky it's very clicky yeah that's my favorite part about art let me tell you (laughs) jesus it's so fucking stupid we're all just trying to get by and it's not like you know the truth is like if you don't love something that someone does that's absolutely okay i don't want people i honestly don't want people to love everything i do yeah absolutely but it's like if i treat you decently i expect that back you know and it's like i remember it's a little different for me in my experience because my mom was never like against me being an artist. She would drive me to shows and she would, you know, she was very like, you know, do it. But if you're going to do it, do it right. But also she never invested in anything. She never bought me anything. She was like, if you want to do this, you got to do it. Yeah. What if she like, so what was her version of success? My mom's version of success is actually very adorable, and she has a lot of faults, but this is not one of them. Her version of success is me being happy. And happiness as, like, I'm doing something that I enjoy, I'm, you know, I'm paying my bills, and I'm comfortable. Mm -hmm. She doesn't see, she doesn't want for me um, stardom, and it's not something I'd ever want for myself either, but... She truly just wants me to be happy and for me to feel fulfilled. Yeah. So it's very hippy-dippy in that kind of aspect. Um, My dad couldn't give a shit less. He was drinking all the time. He literally couldn't care less. Um, But it was hard because in New Jersey, oh, my God, it's almost like they... They're trying to bring you down. It's quite impressive. It's like, oh, you play? Well, that sucks. You're never going to get anywhere with that. I was like, Jesus, I didn't even tell you about it. I wasn't even talking to you. <laughs> so like, you just you, heard through the grapevine? Just fucking, hey, Joanne, I heard you play drums. By the way, you suck. Yeah, it was literally, it was like, Jesus. Well, I didn't even ask. And in high school, <laughs> high school, I got like more okay because I used my drumming skills towards DJing. This is so embarrassingly true. That sounds awesome, though. No, but it's, I'm going to tell you the part. <laughs> <laughs> and I used to have a DJ name and I would DJ all the school events and oh, I would wait, DJ what at was parties your DJ name? and here it is Bad Girl Joe. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I'm gonna put that as your name in Isn't my phone. Isn't it kind of sick? It's so good. Bad Girl Joe. <laughs> Can we start calling you that now? Oh, I think I'm gonna start doing it. Oh, but it was really fun. I really had a great time DJing and it was super fun and then people were like, actually, yo, you're kind of talented and I was like, yeah and also fuck you (laughs) but and then I really got a sense of community when I was 19 I didn't have money to go to school um I was working at a tattoo shop hated it hated it I was very disrespected um really actually were you just like the shop assistant or no it was just like they said very sexist things to me I was like supposed to be the receptionist and then a, they were like, okay, we want you to be the apprentice. And I would like set them up and set them down. And if you're like, if you do tattoos, you know what that means. You just set up everything. You clean everything, set up all the colors they're going to use, the needles they're going to use, what gut machine guns they're going to use. And then set them down is like you clean everything up, you sterilize everything. Um, and sometimes they would throw me money sometimes. But it was just like not, it was so depressing. It was extremely sad. So I was like, okay. And my mom was like, you know. Maybe you need to do something else. And I was like, yeah. And then I don't know why. I was like, I'm going to move to Boston. Because my friend went to Berkeley College of Music. And she was like, oh, my God, the music's great. So I went there to visit. And I was like, 
I saw a band named Dent. And if you guys don't know who Dent is, look them up because they're actually like crazy good out of Boston. And it was this uh, Chinese girl singing. Her name is Lane. And she she like was like, oh, are you visiting? I was like, yeah. And then she sang the whole set to me. And it's like very like thrashy and kind of like punk metal-ish. And I was just like, wow. I was like, she's the same age as me. And like, she's fully like experiencing her art. And I was like, and what the fuck am I doing in New Jersey getting yelled at and treated like shit? And then I don't, you know, I never give myself credit for this, but it was actually really courageous at 19. I was like, I'm leaving. I packed one bag, left the rest of the stuff at home, and I, I went to Boston. And then I got a sense of community. I played for a couple bands that I really, really loved. And then um, I came out here to go to school to, to learn how to build guitars um, and just feel very blessed that, like, I get to fully – I got that experience of a community. Mm-hmm. And I definitely don't feel that way here. I feel like here everyone wants to make money and no one wants to like You're not wrong. create as much. That's a so few wild. people, right? You know, like buds. Buds want to create, but yeah. man, everyone's so damn busy. Everyone has really weird schedules and it's just like extremely challenging. Um, and then when my friends from Boston b- visit, all we do is play music and it's so much fun. I miss them. That's so wild. So I moved to New York when I was 19. Ha! Yeah. Um, It's kind of the same. Yeah, I was just sick of it. I was living with a house full of friends, and me and this other girl, me and this other girl, um, uh, we decided to just say fuck it and just move to New York because we were sick of Tempe, Arizona, and just sick of living in a college town, and it was just, I don't know. I just, we just said fuck it. And uh, then she started dating a guy. Mm-hmm. And then two months away from us, like, planning to leave, mm-hmm. she told me that she wanted to stay. So I didn't know anyone in New York. I didn't know where I was going to go. I just realized that, holy shit, I'm now moving there by myself without any connections out there. That's so funny. I was supposed to move there with a, my girlfriend at the time. And... She backed out too, but she's so insignificant that I forgot about it until just now. <laughs> until you said that, I was like, oh yeah, you had someone too who was supposed to. And then I was like, but it wasn't even a question of like, I was like, she's like, I don't know. It wasn't a question. Yeah. But were you like, fuck? <laughs> I was angry. I was so angry at her because she decided to like stay with a dude that she barely knew for a month. And um, by the time I moved back, they were already broken up. Yeah, but I mean, that's yeah, I mean, like when she stayed, she was being a she was apprenticing to um, be a tattoo artist, and she actually like she got the gig and everything turned out great. Like she's a great tattoo artist now, and she's thriving in her community, which I think is wonderful. But I remember in that point in time, I was just so angry at her, and everyone was telling me that I should forgive her. You guys are best buds. You guys love each other. Mm-hmm. Why not just like forgive her? And I'm like. Why should I have to go to her when she's the one that backed out? Yeah. And I felt like that was like a common theme throughout my life where telling me, people telling me that I should talk to or forgive this one person that like really screwed me over. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I don't know. I'm just kind of over it. Yeah. It's interesting because I feel like, 
Huh. I forgive. I forgive, but I never forget. I'm yeah. like that's like if that's like the one thing TV woman societal thing I follow every time is that I will never forget. So I'm the kind of person where like someone's like, hey, can you help me get a show? I'm like, absolutely. Let's do it. Let me do it. And I'll connect them and I'll get them a show, whatever. And then if I'm in their town, I'm like, oh my God, I'm like looking for a show. And they're like, I'm really busy and I'm doing this and that and that. I'm like, that's totally cool. And it's no hard feelings, but I'm never, when you come back in town. Yeah. I'm going to remind you of this moment. I'll still help you. I'll still help you, but I will remind you. Like, so, Joanne, how do you... Do you still play drums for other people? Yes. I said it disappointingly. I don't feel like I'm truly expressing myself playing drums as much as I used to. I used to be in a band called Porno Portal of Florida. That's and a I great name, by the way. Loved that band. It was so much fun. It was just me and my buddy and... I loved it, I loved it, I loved it. And unfortunately, it was just like, it had to come to an end for personal endeavors, but it was just like so wonderful. And I felt like artistically, I was fulfilling what I felt like I needed to. It was also like I got to scream a lot, and that was very therapeutic. Um, And then it was really weird, like not having that outlet anymore but I feel like if I'm being very honest like I feel like I got my mental health back though and that to me is the hardest balance is mental health and my creativity because I feel like it sounds so terrible and it's just not true but I feel like I'm very creative unfortunately when I have no time for myself (laughs) or when I'm like going through something terrible or if I'm really just getting high more than I ever should (laughs) I feel like I'm just like extremely creative and I love it and it's even so stupid because I feel better I like glow I feel more confident because my I'm just expressing completely but and then I'm just like not able to sleep and I'm like fatigued and I'm yelling at people that I love and like for no fucking reason you know it's like why'd you leave that cup there it's like it's a fucking cup Joanne why are you gonna upset you know um, that's a bad girl, Joe. Bad girl, Joe. <laughs> so what do you? Right, so you're still so drumming, obviously. Yeah, I, I drum for a few artists in LA. Who um, is that? Like, do you consider that your outlet? No, no. I'm. I consider it me playing drums. Oh, and that's like a very different thing because like you can take job, photos. Right? Yeah. yeah, you could take wedding photos, and it pays. And it's, you know, it has to do with photos, but it's not quite the art that you wish to fulfill, right. you know? Yeah. Um, but it's really hard, too. It's so discouraging. And, like, you know that torturing artist thing? It's like, oh, my stuff's not even really good. And I don't even, no one even wants to listen to it anyways. <laughs> it's like, I don't even want to listen to it. But yeah, maybe I should just put it out it, there. Though, that's the yeah, thing, and then that's the thing. It's like just fucking put it out. That's the one thing I have to. Like, if that's I, why. That's why we're all so depressed nowadays. Because yeah, we're, not we're not creating. Yeah, it's because we're not doing the thing that we actually want to fucking do, and it's just to create, create, put it out. That's the one thing I'll give musicians. If I could give them any advice, it'd be this: record your music, 
and put it out. Mm-hmm. Even if it's not the best recording, even if you're like, oh, I wish I could have changed that. Just do it. Just record it and put it out. And awesome. also remember that when you play things live, you can do whatever you want. Every time I'd be like, oh, but the recording's this way. And like, <laughs> I'd have to have someone remind me like, we can do whatever we want. This isn't, we don't have a producer. We don't have anyone up our ass. We could do what we want. It's our project. And I was like, oh yeah. And it was like this relief of like, I can do that. You know, it was like, wow, it doesn't have to be that way. Yeah. And also when you record things, it's just about where you are in that moment. It's not necessarily about where you're going to be forever. Yeah. Also, like when you're in that headspace, because I feel like I've been in that headspace, too, where whatever I'm going to produce for someone else is not going to be as good as they want it to be, you know, or what they expect. Mm -hmm. And it's also kind of like you're just psyching yourself out. Exactly. Obviously, the more you do something, the better you're going to get. And that's just like what I have to keep telling myself. Because I think I was telling you the other night that Mm -hmm. I almost psyched myself out. I always do. I'm always like. I'll literally be like, oh, this editing and mixing is like a grand, huh? Well, I just eat songs and uh, I don't really know if like, uh, and I'm in my head <laughs> for weeks. Like, is this worth it? Should I ever? But like if someone. Is it worth it though? No, but if someone was like, hey, uh, legitimately like my my friend, partner, anyone, if someone was like, if you were like, hey, Joanne can you loan me a thousand dollars for this big photography thing I want to do? I'd be like, Oh my God, absolutely. You know what I mean? But like for myself, I'm like, why? And uh, it's not really, well, you always it. put, you always put more blockers on yourself than you do other people. But that's I mean, it's so just, cause stupid. I do the same thing. I do the same thing too. I'll spend $60 on shoes for someone else, but I'll be like, I'll never do that for myself. And yeah. it's like, that's really sad. I just spent, I just actually today, I just dropped $60 with a film. Mm-hmm. which is only like a few rolls mm-hmm. and it's the first time I've done it in nearly six months because do it more exactly that's what do I'm it saying more. <laughs> when my fridge is already backed up with other film that I haven't used do it <laughs> yeah no it's so sad god torturing artists bullshit is just so sad it's like we're just and that's the thing I I'm just so in my head and I feel that way with everyone I remember I have a friend who, uh, I don't know if they want to be mentioned, so I won't mention them, but they were like, no one understands my music. This scene will never understand my music. And I told them, just put it out. Just get some friends to help you. Just get some buds who care about you and just ask for some help and put it out. And they did. And then it's doing great. It's doing really, really great. And then they even were like, you were the one who told me to do that, huh? And I was like, Yes, but also, like, you just... And then this shitty thing... Like, I said it just now, and I'm like, why can't I say this to myself? What the fuck is wrong with me? Yeah. I can't tell myself, like... You always put more blockers on yourself. I know. I'm else. like, I'm not worth it. <laughs> why would I even... <laughs> who am I Who to am do I to this? ask someone for their time? Yeah. You know, it's like... God damn it. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. But, I mean, you got your you got your drum kit. You got your setup. Yeah, like you're able to actually record. I think that that's a huge step in the right direction. Exactly. I or have the productive direction. Yeah. And I'm practicing a lot and I'm like writing some new music and I will put it out and it will happen. Uh, it's just that. And he, this is the poor people talk is like priorities. 
Mm-hmm. Like I need to move right now. I need to get a little closer to work. Um, priorities. Course, yeah. I mean, you know, life, that's the real life struggle. Will, life will always get in the way. Always. No matter yeah. what. It's just finding those little doorways you can kind of run into real quick. Yeah. Yeah. And I also think like the thing I'll tell people the most is like support your community of artists immensely, mm-hmm. you know, because and L.A. feels very money, but it also does have some community. Um, I feel like I I think I, I was I was very, very lucky to have found the people that I found like right when I moved here. Yeah, but we did the cool thing. We work in coffee shops. <laughs> and if there's any, like, okay, my ex lives in Florida and is, like, having some troubles finding her community. Mm-hmm. And it's so funny because for me, it's like, just work at a coffee shop. You'll find it right yeah. away. Actually, <laughs> you know. Just work at a coffee shop. Before I worked at, um, before I worked at a coffee shop, um, I was working at a photographic supply store in telesales. That's kind of cool. It sucked. Yeah. I'm going to tell you, it sucked real bad. Yeah. Um, it was a very, very small office with zero room to grow. And you just had to learn this real shitty system of like ordering stuff for schools and like other people and blah, 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 this and that. Very corporate. Did it make your art feel cold? I mean, so don't, I mean, like I really like the discounts, but there is no way for me to create in that environment. Totally. I felt like so suffocated and I couldn't breathe. And every single time I sat down on my desk, I'm just like, what the fuck am I doing here? Yeah. And I was like really angry with myself because I knew I needed the paycheck, but then I was suffering because of it. Yeah. But in the midst of all that mess, Mm -hmm. I met one of my very good friends now, and she is an incredible photographer. I mean, she still works there. And so, like, she hooks me up with the discounts. Thank that's goodness. Awesome. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's that's just, like, I felt very lucky to have found her. And she has connections to or the, the coffee shop that I work at now. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's, like, six degrees, you know. Have I met her? I think I have. I'm pretty sure you have. Yeah. 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 That's but great. it's great. Yeah. No, I feel very welcome in L.A. so far. Which I agree, though. L.A. is all about money. It is. It it feels weird because you could tell the big shots right away, right? It's like, I'll see someone. I'm like, that is a musician. And then, (laughs) but they're like, you know, drinking. They're at the table. They're all about like monetizing their time. Yeah. Which, whatever. You do you. Yeah. Also, just very, it's very Hollywood. Like, it's so funny because the thing that Anna tells me all the time and it's so incredibly true is like, you never know who you're going to meet. Mm-hmm. And I've always treated people equally. That's never been an issue of mine. But it's like, you truly never know. So there is kind of this, like, funny surprise element to L.A., you know? Because it's like, there's so much hope. And you know what's really frustrating for me? And this is what I'm going to say. And this is the truth. Is that I've met huge people in music who have asked me, where's your stuff? And I'm like, ah! I haven't done it 
because I tell myself I'm not worth it and I'm missing out on opportunities. And it's just like, you fucking loser, just fucking do it. Just fucking do it. I literally, no, I'm not even fucking kidding. Like Warner Brothers and like, do oh, it. I'm about to smack you right people now. Are like, what I the like hell? your look. Where's your music? And I'm like, I have none because I hate myself. <laughs> I have no music because I hate myself and I don't invest in myself. But if, you know, if you don't have shoes and you need some, I'll buy some for you. <laughs> you need a sandwich? I got you. I got you. I'll buy you Sammy. <laughs> Fuck. But that's that's the truth. It's like you never know who you're going to meet. And it feels so, I don't know, it's kind of cool. Yeah. We've met some cool people. We know we've met some cool people No, here. absolutely. Absolutely. Um Big names, small names, medium names, they're all pretty fucking cool. But I mean, like, no matter what, they're all just people regardless. And it's kinda it's kinda weird actually like finally meeting a celebrity and realizing how how normal they are. It just like Yeah, and the kind of takes the glistening away. The from thing Hollywood. that I think is funny is that the huge stars are actually more of human beings than the medium stars. They think they're fucking medium meaning like they have a show on Netflix, they think they're hot shit, and they're or walking they got, in like, X amount of Instagram followers and they're just like can I pay this with exposure yeah it's like no no get the fuck out of here <laughs> no one wants that shit <laughs> I'm gonna say something we're laughing because it's so true I hate it people will be like oh, this is good for you that happened in my in one of my coffee shops they were like this is good for you that she's taking photos here I was like I'm literally just telling you the like store policy dude you can't take photos in here this is good for you she has 150,000 followers. Oh, no one fucking cares. In five years, she's going to be irrelevant. You know? That's very true. Yeah. It's like, what the fuck? Ugh. Ugh. That and I know Instagram's like cracking down on a lot of... Oh my God. Instagram's so funny to me because it's extremely addictive, right? But I hate supporting it. But I love it all at the same time because it's just so good to keep up on your friends. That's a whole other discussion. Instagram could be a You're whole right. episode on its own. We should probably clock this. This is probably a good fucking solid hour of us introducing ourselves. So me and you, Al, work in cafes. We've been doing that for a little while. And uh, we always wanted to talk about how people approach, um, like, customers, I guess, yeah. coming in and... Well, like, so what's your experience in the service street? in general uh like my overall like experience as like a workforce kind of thing yeah pretty much uh yeah i've been managing cafes for like seven years uh, the cafe that we work at together um was more of like a part-time thing uh higher end coffee you know third wave if you don't know what third wave coffee is it means first wave is like you know they compare it to basically like factories and they were like okay these people they're getting tired how do we how do we deal with them like let's, Folgers and, and yeah shit like exactly that. so they're like let's brew them a pot of coffee and, and they'll make it. coffee and then they'll drink coffee and they'll keep working that's first wave second wave is what I would it's like it's like a I wouldn't how say Starbucks the, introduced their coffee yeah and that's what made Starbucks maybe, so big is because they started doing it in such a different way yeah it's more like sugary drinks Blended drinks, Dopios, caramel, and dopio, whatever. and let's make <laughs> names really fun. Let's call things like 
venti venti and like ugh, let's call it tall small let's get crazy <laughs> let's have fun and third wave is more about the sophistication of the bean and what that means is people probably don't know this in this overall educational but it takes a year harvest to make what we call a green bean and that's a bean that comes to the roastery not roasted so the coffee literally looks green and you have to roast the coffee and you can roast it to you know um complement its flavors you can roast it dark you can roast it medium um usually like a single origin coffee is roasted light to medium so it doesn't really take out too much for the flavor um coffee grown in different areas have different washing mechanisms and ways that they go about that so you say you've been working in cafes for seven years now. yes like has it been the same cafe or have you like jumped from cafe to cafe it's all been third wave um i started in a mom and pop shop that still had third wave it was third wave coffee but like mom and pop shop so um when i think of third wave i think about someone coming in with their laptop <laughs> ordering a cappuccino with like extra foam or something sitting down and staying there for an hour. Like if you come into a coffee shop that looks like that, that's what a third wave probably it's probably a third wave coffee shop and they have high end coffee. Um, they have pour overs. They have more than one selection of bean to do a pour over. Yeah. It's just usually very um, fancy. And what's your experience with coffee shops? Uh, so I've been working in third wave coffee for I want to say going on three years now, but I've been all over the service industry. I've been every single part in the kitchen. So I've been a dishwasher all the way up to assistant manager. Hmm. And um, yeah, so before doing coffee, I was assistant manager at a bar. <laughs> Whole other stories there. But um, I did start working at one of the larger third wave um, coffee shops in Phoenix, Arizona called Cartel. And I learned a lot from there. And I learned, really learned how people, how, how much care people put into what they drink. And I think that's very special. Um, and the farmers, you know, I'm not yeah, exaggerating. It takes a year yeah. of them farming. It's and, very important. And handpicking yeah. these beans. It's actually very like when someone's like five dollars, I'm like, you guys don't even understand. Like the process it the goes process through, it goes like through. getting the beans. Not to be like, you don't even know, but you really just that it would be the one thing I would tell people if they are spending more than five dollars on a cup of coffee is like educate yourself yeah towards that brand you know they'll say stuff like equal exchange or direct trade or those are very important terminologies because direct so, trade means that they're working yeah. directly with the farms and fair trade is what you'll see in a lot of like coffee shops and that just means that um if they have a fair trade label, then they have very good relationships with the farmers, which I think is very important, making sure that they're paid well and that they're treated right, just so we can get like the best of the best. And fair trade is great, but direct trade in what I would say is the top tier, because these companies aren't working through like a middleman. They're working directly with the farmers and they're paying them more than like, let's say that country's like minimum wage or what they would usually pay. Mm -hmm. um, and in exchange for, you know, 
a relationship with these farmers and it's definitely something to educate yourself about. It's like so much more than just that. But yeah, I would say that if you're actually interested in that or if you're like, why do I pay this much for coffee? Look into it because the truth is like, uh, I don't know if I should say this, but there's certain coffee shops you shouldn't be paying that much for. (laughs) It's the truth. You know, I'll look at their coffee. I'm like, that is not worth that. Like that is not. mm -mm." I'm not gonna lie. When someone does come into our coffee shop and ask if we have a blender, I just i i i cry a little bit inside. Yeah, because they they're just not educated. They don't know exactly. Or when people ask for macchiatos and they're like expecting a big drink. Yeah, it's like. You're which thinking is second wave, yeah. which is different. It's just a different thing. Yeah. Um, it's let's... all convoluted. It's all very like Starbucks kind of ruined a lot of the terminology for the public because when they go, yeah. they. It's not just Starbucks. You know, I'm going to be honest. McDonald's fucking does it. Burger King does it. Blended Mick Cafe Blahs. Like, you know. Goddamn Frappuccinos. Like, yeah. Is that worth $5? No. Absolutely not. You know what I learned is that Starbucks doesn't actually have espresso in their fraps yeah it's a coffee concentrate which is the same thing if y'all don't know it's like cold brew concentrate it's the same same exact thing i did not know that and they put about maybe two ounces in it but let's not bash them let's talk about the customers who (laughs) suck yeah so let's talk about let's go from the beginning when walking in the cafe what should you be looking for right and that's kind of something we're kind of talking about is like the coffee brand or is this a third wave coffee shop? Is it a second wave coffee shop? And the truth is if I go into a second wave coffee shop, I am going to get a blended drink. I am going to get something a little sugary. But I mean, that's all, that's all right. If that's what you're looking for. Yeah. And if do that's what, what you, they do offer, what you do, don't be an asshole about exactly. it. Exactly. So, um, Oh, I'm going to sneeze. <coughs> Bless me. <laughs> <laughs> so when you walk in, you should look for a menu. Yeah. And, be aware of your space. Like, don't just, you know, go up to the barista and ask a stupid question. Like, do you guys have oat milk? It's like, you didn't even look. You didn't even look up. Sometimes it's not even looking up. Sometimes it's right fucking there. Yeah. And uh, it's like, if people point, if your barista points, it's because they're really sending you a message that you should be looking at this menu. Because if you don't know that then you're probably not going to know the rest there's coffee shops that only do pour overs there's coffee shops that only do espresso based drinks um so yeah walk in say hey how you doing make eye contact if there's a line wait patiently be aware of your fucking space don't be a dick so i understand how great it is to have technology these days especially having a mini computer in your hands it's not okay to walk up with it while you're using it to the register or tell us to wait that's my favorite thing i laugh <laughs> holding up a I finger to our faces will just make us hate you that much more. you know what? I, I walk away <laughs> and you know if they don't walk away they're being fair they're really doing you a service because yeah. the the thing is like we're not doing you any favors and you're not doing us any favors this is an equal exchange this is a direct trade <laughs> It is. You order the coffee and we hand it to you. We make it with quality and, you know, with thought in mind. And there's a lot of training that goes into it. I think uh, what a lot of people forget is that um, especially those who either haven't worked in service industry enough or haven't at all, they forget that people behind the register, the bar, whatever it is, 
um, a waitress, whoever it may be, that they're people too. Like it's not. Yeah. And that's going to be the whole thing. This whole conversation is that we're just going to keep reminding everyone that we are human beings. And when you order something at a coffee shop, please feel free. I, I encourage this a lot. And you know, you'll notice more than once that this will help you financially as well. Because if you're cool with your barista, they're probably going to shoot you a little discount. This or is like, like a freebie here and there. But I mean, whether it's expected or, even like or a not. a smile. You guys could be buds. It's yeah. like you never know who that person can be tomorrow. So this is my whole thing. Like, so there was, an, um, there was one time where I was closing down the cafe by myself. And mm. this girl comes in and I don't know what her deal was. I was I wasn't feeling very well, mm-hmm. but she comes up to the register and she says, hi, how are you? Like very, very enthusiastically. And I'm just like, I'm good. Thank you. What can I get for you? And she just kind of gives me this disapproving look like that. I should have asked her how she was, too. And I just don't know how I feel about that. Hmm. And I'm that's just, interesting. Yeah. I mean, you're a human being. You're having a hard day. I think that's allowed. Yeah. Right. We all have bad days at work and we'll be like, oh, we're having a bad day. Yeah. You know, but I mean, I don't know. I, I just I was trying to just do my job. Totally. I wasn't trying to be buddies with any customers. And I just felt like she was very put off. Yeah. it's So I guess it's a balance, right? Because you don't want to be like, how's your day going? And how's that? And I love this. What's that? It's like, yo, there's a line behind you and you are not aware of it. Yeah. <laughs> or yeah. like even a like, I got stuff to do and you don't see that. But I am being short with you and it's for a reason. Yeah. Um, but my main thing is like when you walk in, make eye contact, give a gentle smile. Try to look at the menu. If you're not seeing something, you can yeah. absolutely politely ask, oh, I'm sorry, I'm not seeing this, but would you mind showing me where this is? Like, oh, it's right there. Uh, let me know if you have any questions. That's usually what I go to. And then, you know, you place your order. Um, and how to place your order is an important thing. Don't be an asshole. That's the number one thing, right? No, but for real, you, you think it's a joke. You know how many people will be like, I'll take this. And unless you are not from here, um, that is a very rude way to say something or order something. Like truly just like I get I get frustrated. And then I'm just like, I don't really want to, you know, listen too much. Not that I don't want to listen, but it's more like, now I know this isn't going to be a pleasant experience just from the take. Right. And then, yeah, I don't, don't like say like, I want this or I'll take this or, you know, we're human beings just say, Hey, how you doing? Um, I'd like this or may I please have this or, you know, what do you think? Yeah, no, I mean, absolutely. Um, I think like if you can get through it super quick, that much better, especially if there's a line or even if there's not just like, let us take your order. If we want to have a conversation with you, then because there's always something to do in the cafe. Yeah. Always, no matter what. Um, my whole thing is that, like, I'm not really the type to talk to customers or have like strike up long conversations with people mm-hmm. if I don't really know them that well. So having a full on conversation with the customer kind of makes me a little uncomfortable. But yeah. If someone's trying to, like, do that with me, that's fine. Whatever. But, it depends um, on my day, and to be honest, yeah, it depends absolutely. on the person. Um, yeah, like, if someone's really, like, pretty chill, and they're like, hey, how you doing? I'm like, good. How you doing, man? Yeah. It's like, yeah. It's like, what'd you do today? Are yeah. you grabbing coffee? Are you going to work? Any yeah, plans later? Cool. How's your day going? Yeah. Pretty good. How's yours? You know? But 
Yeah, I get really overwhelmed too when people are like, I love your top. I'm like, you're not being sincere at all. <laughs> that is just not. See, that's I didn't I, even look at my top this that's morning. How I felt like, that's, <laughs> my top. That's, how cute. My top. That's how I felt like that girl was asking me. I feel like she was only asking me how I was because she wanted me to ask her how she was. Kind of like. You that's only, my favorite. It's like, you're, it's like you're giving a compliment just to get one. But my thing. favorite thing is when you go, great. How's yours? <sighs> Actually going through a really hard day. <laughs> I'm going through it. It's been just, or my favorite thing, this is the thing that drives me crazy, and you know this, Al. Ah, when people go, oh, that's so much money for that. I'm like, you could have looked at the menu, you had the opportunity to check it out. You had every opportunity to look it up online. You came here ill-prepared, and now you're expressing your aggression towards me, Mm -hmm. who's just someone who works here. Yeah. You know? If someone went to your job and did that, I'm certain that it would not be and nice. And please, for the love of God, do not say, I've been here so many times and I drop X amount of money here every oh, month. that one's Expecting awesome. a discount That's or great. some freebie as if you're the fucking star of the what earth. What a fucking like, asshole. <laughs> oh so who goes in summer's like, I spend $200 a week here. That's your fucking choice. Fuck you. We don't want you here anyways. <laughs> It's just like, no, that doesn't mean anything. And I'm going to be honest, $200 a week, you got, you should make coffee at home. You should make some coffee at home. Learn how to steam your own oat milk. Like, I don't give a shit. Or if you can't, show some respect. You know, show a little respect because if you could do it, you would, but you can't. There's a reason why. There's a reason why you can't do it. Yeah. So I feel like people forget at coffee shops that. You guys are humans, humans, because in their eyes, it's a quick transaction. The coffee thing, yep. right? It's yeah. not like a restaurant where it's an experience where you're getting to know the waiter or waitress. But it is. Third wave is an experience. You walk mm. in, you smell the coffee, you hear things grinding. There's laughter, right. there's cheer, there's laptops. But people laptops. just think of it as like, you're like a means to an end, which is oh, like, yeah. I want my coffee. And they forget. I'm only playing devil's advocate because it's not an excuse. Mm-hmm. They just some maybe this is some people. Maybe they just forget like. Oh, I have to say hi because like, oh, I'll just get that. Okay, cool. I'm now I'm waiting over here because yeah. you're just a quick interaction in yeah. their mind. But even just going hi changes everything, right? Yeah, just going that's hi. It. Uh, I'd like to have this. Great. Right. What size? Exactly. People <laughs> uh, are just idiots yeah. and they forget they're in public and People they're talking to other humans. Just because it's counter service that like it's mm-hmm. something to be easily forgotten or that we're less than human beings because. We do work counter service. And then the mm-hmm. thing is, too, that I think people don't know, and this is my favorite thing, is that we notice. Yeah. Well, of course. We notice Absolutely. and we will never forget. We'll actually communicate <laughs> it with each other and we'll go out of our way to be like, this person sucks. And then we all tell each other and we all know that person sucks. So when they come in, that's what we're thinking in our head. You suck. Yeah. And now it's not that we're going to treat you like you suck because it is a service thing, right? But it's like, it's, I would never treat someone um, different. You know, I would never be like, okay, you're a shitty customer, so I'm going to give you a shitty drink. <laughs> Even though my coworkers have given people decaf, and that is really mean in my opinion. Oh my but, God, that's but people, amazing. But people who are really mean, they'll be like, I gave him a decaf. <laughs> I'm like, damn. That's fucked up. I wouldn't do that. (laughs) That's a little, that's even beyond for me. I'll make them the perfect cup I make for everyone else. But here's the thing that I'm going to make sure is that you pay full price Mm -hmm. every single 
time you're here, I'll express to my coworkers that you pay full price now. Mm-hmm. Every single time. And you will for the forever <laughs> of time. And if you go into another coffee shop, I know people there too. <laughs> and you will pay full price. Listen for- up, bitch. We're all connected. We're all connected. <laughs> You'll never drink in this town again. <laughs> But the truth is, just treat us like human beings. And then waiting for your order. Don't stand in the way. Don't lean on the fucking counter. Fuck you. I hate it when people lean on the counter. Personal space is a real thing. And if you lean over the counter, I will deck you. That is my personal (laughs) space. what I'll do Do is I'll (laughs) I'll genuinely put the drink really close to them. And like, not really, but just slightly hope that it spills a little on them. (laughs) And they're like, oh, that's hot. It's like, it is hot coffee. And this is the counter I put it on. (laughs) Um, But yeah, you're probably not the only one waiting uh, maybe treating your pe- your baristas like humans again and talking to them instead of looking at them like monkeys in a cage and you're waiting to make your coffee. I hate that. I hate when people stare at me doing things and don't engage with me. It's really awkward. One, does someone go to your job and do that? I swear to God. Would you like it if people just stared at you working? I, yeah. No, there was one time this guy, it was actually the other day, this guy, um, he guy. ordered... <laughs> <laughs> he ordered a latte for to stay mm-hmm. and I was making it for him and as I was grinding the coffee and like putting it in the group filter or yeah waiting for it to drop he was staring at the espresso to drop and I swear that made it go by so much slower so I had to redo the shot three times and as soon as I and I told him like you know, our espresso's not doing so hot. Do you want to come back in like a couple minutes? And he's like, oh, wait, really? And I'm like, yeah, if, yeah, if your man. barista tells you we'll call it out, that is a very slight hint that you're making us uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Or my favorite thing is when people stand there for food that they've ordered, that's going to take a minute. Yeah. And you're just going to stare at me and it makes me feel uncomfortable. And then I'm, it's I so, feel tense yeah. to work. I always tell customers like, oh, you ordered this thing. It's going to be about 10 minutes. And you don't really know how long 10 minutes is unless you watch them wait for their food. For 10 minutes. <laughs> for 10 minutes. Yeah. And then my favorite thing is like, we mess up sometimes. You know, that's very true sometimes. Yeah, we're human. We make mistakes. Like, yeah, you know, people will forget if about If we make whatever. a mistake, the truth is to be like, hey, is, I'm sorry to bother you, but um, I ordered this. And most of the time it'll be like, oh, um, that that's coming right up. Or we'll be honest and be like, oh, I'm so sorry about that. Slip my mind. I got a little overwhelmed. Let me make it for you right now. And I'll call it out for you or I'll bring it out to you. Or if it's like crazy busy and someone accidentally takes your drink, don't be an asshole and be like, I've been waiting. Where's my drink? Yeah, just be like, sorry, hey, guy, I've like, been waiting. Make it um, right now. Like right now. Yeah, it's like, hey, I think maybe someone took my drink. That's actually more of a possibility than us forgetting. Yeah. <laughs> happened the other day happened yesterday all the time yeah Yeah. and then um the thing is how to pick up after yourself and how to pick your table pick a table oh my goodness you'd be surprised at how many adults refuse to clean up after themselves that's not even what bothers me as much as like how to pick your table like people won't it'll be like a six seater and two people will take up six seats i'm like how did you do that it's like skillful at this point it's like you really spread or yourself if it's out like, there. My favorite thing is there's there's limited space, obviously, right? And it's LA, so we want to jam pack people in. If there's a seat by the door, 
don't make it hard for people to pass by. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, don't put honestly, your backpack on in the way or like, it's just like, be aware of your space. It's just so important. Just be a decent human being. And, you know, if, if something is in the way and you notice, be like, oh, excuse me, I'm sorry about that and move it. It's just not. Or if you see like, oh, there's a family of six, two people are taking up this six seater. Don't ignore it. You know, get up and be like, did you guys want to sit here? We could find another table. You know, it's really, wow, it's just incredible we have to explain that. This is, um, I'm glad you brought that up. Um, Please do not ever, when you're in a cafe, please do not ever move furniture around unless you ask first. Or unless you're willing to put it back. That's the most fucking important thing. If you move it, if they say, hey, can I move this? And you go, and then Maurice goes, yeah, sure, that's cool. And then you leave a mess and everything's upside down. Yo, once legitimately there was a chair on the table. I was like, I don't even know what they were thinking. Like, how did this get here? How did we accomplish this? Um, yeah, you know, cleaning up after yourself is so easy. Pick up all your crap. Make sure you tuck your chair in. Seriously, there's like trash cans everywhere. How do you not pick up your shit and just drop it in there or dropping it off at the bar that you picked up your drink from? Yeah, totally. And it's literally on the way out the door. Yeah. And then the last thing, which is so important, is how to say goodbye. Yeah, you're you're supposed to say goodbye and think and say thank you because we're human beings in a casual setting and you know it's like if you know it's like hey thanks I'll see you it's crazy right Joanne so, do you feel like you're expected to tip every time you go out expected is a is a different word I feel like I want to like do you feel obligated I guess but it also. Tipping culture has gone very different than like... It's crazy though, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, you know, if you've really hated someone, you tip them 15%. You still tip. If you really hated someone, if you're like, that experience was unpleasant, they were rude, they were were like, you know, whatever, you still always tip 15% because you don't know, maybe that person's mom just died. (laughs) You know, like truly, and they have to work this shitty coffee shop job. Yeah. Until they can, you know, go home or you never know what someone's going through, but you always tip 15%. And then the thing is, if someone was wonderful, you're like, what a bud. I love this. This is absolutely everything I've ever wanted. The coffee was awesome. The experience was great. I sat down. I cleaned up after myself. I said, hey, have a great day. And they said, hey, John, you too. Go go pick up your kids or something or whatever. And like, there's a connection. You feel great about it. You always tip. 20 to 25 percent i or more if i can't afford it guess what i'm making coffee at home Uh, yeah that's very true have you ever tipped zero dollars i tipped zero dollars once and it was actually (laughs) the only time i feel like it was appropriate uh we were watching it's gonna seem very funny but me and my friend were watching a soccer game and she was crying because her family member was actually playing the soccer game and it was a it was a world cup. So it was a big deal. And, uh, her family members team, uh, lost. So she was devastated for him. She's seeing him cry on the field mm-hmm. and she feels it. Cause she knows his struggle and everything he's ever been through. And we're at a restaurant and, you know, we're having drinks and we're eating and she starts to tear. And she's like, you know, it's just so hard to see him like that. And then the wait- waiter comes over. He goes, girls always crying at sports. 
And I was like, excuse me? I was like, excuse me, can you elaborate about that? Can you elaborate about that, please, sir? And then he was like, he was like, I mean, it wasn't even a good team. I was like, and who are you to say what's a good team? Do you play a sport? Have you, do you have any credentials to be like a sports commentator? Or to you're serving us the audacity to go, women always cry at sports. He's like, I'm being playful. I was like, that's so funny because I'm thinking that you're an asshole. (laughs) And our bill, and she was like, what a dick. Like, he doesn't even know me. And I was like, you you don't need to explain yourself because I'll fucking deal with him. I was like, I would love to see your manager. And he was like, well, sorry, sweetie. And he called me sweetie. And that it was like, no, 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 no. He was like, sorry, sweetie. Uh, She's not here, but I'll, I'll get you a card. And he was like, don't worry. That sports team won't win next year either. Also, do women always cry at sports, or is it men who overreact to sports? I was also like, I feel like anything, men just always just overreact to sports in general. But my thing was like, don't put a gender overreact about. What does gender in sports? You know nothing. You don't know that this is you know a family member that she's watching. But my whole thing was like, okay, he came with the bill, and he was like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, sweetie. I I was just playing. I'm sorry about that. He like. Touches my friend's shoulder and my friend was like, ew, get your fucking hands off of me. (laughs) And he was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. There's no need for that. There's no need for that. And she was like, ew, get the fuck away from me. Like back the fuck up. Cause he was like close. And she finally like, you know, and I was like, you're upset. Like you kept poking someone and then you're upset Mm -hmm. that they're like, get the fuck away from me. He was like, well, it's not, don't, don't make me grab security. I was like, fucking grab security, dude, please. And then I tipped him one fucking penny. <laughs> Even worse than zero. Yeah, it was just, Point but he zero, knew what he one, was doing. Yeah. yeah, totally. But that was also a rare case. I have to say, I That's rarely, pretty rare. I rarely see customer service people be that horrific Alan. or that opinionated. I was like, that is just, you know, everyone's entitled to their opinion. That's just not not like. Well, I mean, especially this is this is my whole thing too. Is that like I felt like our former coworker was always cracking jokes to people he didn't know, and it didn't really ever go over well. I had a discussion. I had a discussion with him. Yeah, he also just quit, so we don't ever have to worry about him again. I liked um, him. He was. I like everyone. He grew on me, though. Yeah, he grew on me. Um, You don't make jokes to people you don't know. I feel like that's a that's like something that happens a lot <laughs> where jokes just go over terribly because you do not know your audience. And also people don't know your sense of humor, you yeah. know, and people don't know where you're from and they don't like a Jersey, like sense of humor is very different than like, let's say a German, right? Like a German, like sense of humor or like. I don't know. It's just weird. He was also from Europe. So his sense of humor was very, very like, dry, very, very dry. It was very, very sarcastic. Yeah. And you couldn't even tell if he was sarcastic or not. That's Ugh. how dry it was. And just it was it was a little rough. But it he, took a, you had to get used to him to actually point. He it out. meant no harm. It was just the thing of like, you're being inappropriate. Yeah. <laughs> or, oh, my God, we can hold, do a whole other one about like asking customers out and the appropriate way. OK, you, <laughs> I'm saying <laughs> that, that but like. <laughs> I mean, we can get to that in another episode. That's but a like, whole yeah, other thing. That's whole other stories right there. That made me think about him. <laughs> Bottom line is, everyone in the gig industry is just trying to make their living. Yeah, we're all human beings. Just yeah. treat us like people. And yeah, I, I totally get the devil's advocate thing of like, you know, or another thing, if you're in a rush, 
you know, keep in mind that that is no one's fault but your own. Mm -hmm. You did not manage your time well that day. And that is no one's fault but your own. If you see a line and you're like, it won't work, it won't work. And you must carry your day knowing that you didn't have time for that coffee. That's totally okay. Don't have to cry about it. It's not an excuse, the devil's advocate thing. It's more just like you could put in the same amount of energy that you're putting into forgetting or being a dick as into just like, again, just saying hi or like just yeah, greeting someone normally is not a crazy amount of energy. No. So it's just it's like just don't forget. Even yeah. when you're wrapped up in your bullshit, just don't forget. Yeah, I have worked in coffee shops as well where there's a big line and someone's like, how are you doing? I'm like, great, man, how are you? Great, it's a wonderful day, uh, feeling really great. And then someone behind them, like it's not even five seconds yet, someone behind them would be like, hurry up, man, I, I gotta go, come on, come on, let's go. I got a big executive producer meeting. I'm in Hollywood, baby. Yeah, I'm here making money. That. I'm here shitting money. I'm Time is money, guy. Yeah. My Time money, is come money. on, come on, come on, let's go, let's go. This isn't Starbucks. You can't just, you can't yeah, just talk book? to them like they're people. You order your coffee, you go. You order your coffee, you go. It's like, that's if fucking anything, great. Starbucks would be better because they have drive through <laughs> Or order it yeah. online, bitch. No one wants you here anyway. <laughs> just order your coffee no, online and I've had every to be day. Like, Sir, you need to calm yourself down. And that's my favorite thing is to make... Yeah. I mean, excuse me, I'm sorry, but my yeah. favorite thing is making men feeling like they're being very dramatic because men hate that word oh, drama. Totally. <gasps> oh, you made me. Because only women are dramatic. Exactly. Only so women go, cry in sports. Sir, I think you're, you're creating a drama. Um, it hasn't, an, <laughs> and he's like, oh, I can't, but I have a penis, miss. If you haven't seen, I have a penis between these legs. I am a white, rich man with a penis. It's like, that is fucking great. And guess what? I'm not making your coffee. <laughs> or my coworkers are going to make you a decaf. You just point to that lovely, wonderful sign that says we have the right to refuse service Exactly. To and then it's just like, now you cause a scene and you're like, I'll, I'll make sure no one comes in here. It's like, that's so that's so sad. I would love if you called me dramatic. I'd be like, me? Thank you. <laughs> I studied drama for a, <laughs> for a really so long happy. time. <laughs> Joanne, so have happy. you ever had to uh, kick anyone out? Oh my god, yes. That guy was one. One guy... Wait, that was a real guy? That was a real guy. That was a real situation. That was a real situation. There was one guy once, there was girls too, and I'll mention them, but there was one guy once, and this was really heartbreaking because he was a regular and he was very nice. And then he asked for a drink that we didn't make. My coworker kindly explained it to him and he got really upset. It was very unusual. And apparently his mother had passed away and this was like one of those things he really just wanted, but we couldn't do it for him. Uh, he wanted a blended drink. We didn't make them. He's like, you have a blender. You have the drink. Make it. And we were like, we don't have a recipe for this, dude. Um, and then he called. So my coworker was a, a black man. And he goes, well, go. This isn't back to the hood. Or he said he made some like old, like old racial. <laughs> I was like, man, you're old, dude. You're not even with it. But he made some like old racial comment. He's like, go back to the back to the hood program or something like that. And I was like, I literally looked at him and was like, guy, like, you need to go. Like, you really just upset me. And he was like, oh, Joanne, I'm really sorry. I'm just, I was like, you need to go. I can't excuse that, dude. Like, you just broke my heart. I like you so much. And you just did such a mean thing. And he was just like, oh, I'll just... Is it easier if I just go? I was like, yeah, you're going to have to Oh, what a shame. He couldn't come back. He would try to come back and be like, you can't. 
You can't. That reminds me of you saying know your audience before yep. you do stuff like. I was at a bar recently in Absolutely. San Diego, mm-hmm. and I was talking to this girl, and it was it was going all right. It was going pretty well, and then she said something like, uh, "She was like, oh yeah, those guys, they're being a bunch of faggots." And I was like, "I'm sorry, what? <laughs> <Whoa>! <laughs> Just met her." And I was like. You should maybe think about using that word differently with people you just met. I said that to her and she was like, oh, okay, I guess. And I was like, all right, well, bye. <laughs> it was like, oh my God. Don't just throw that around in a conversation with someone you don't know. I was like, you're Jesus. insane, lady. It was crazy. Anyways. God. Yeah. That's like, it's I don't even know how to take that. I'm like, people, people are just like, you know, it's one thing to not agree with something. It's another to be hateful towards it. It's just like, uh, whatever. I'm over it. I'm over it. But it's also it's also like people that that do that and they get told that's not okay. They get super defensive about it. I don't know what it is about like human they're beings. Wrong. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's just that simple. It's because there's they're wrong. nothing wrong with being wrong. It's a learning mm. experience. It's about how to approach people better the next time. Like, there's, there's a therapist I listen to and she says you could be wrong or you can or you could be right or you can be happy. Mm. Right? And that's the thing. I accept in my life that <laughs> the truth is I know nothing at all. <laughs> And things are going to surprise me and always like, I'll be like, oh, wow. For example, this is very simple, but like I always thought, and this is true. I always thought that I didn't like a certain kind of food. And then I was like, I actually love this. So good. What is it? It was Indian food. I used to like be very like my mom was incredibly uh, ignorant and she was like, Cause she would hear people say Indian food causes like stomach issues. And I had a lot of digestive issues growing up. Let's talk about my digestive issues. And then, <laughs> and then she'd be like, you can't eat that. That will, it will, it's no good. That those people's food is what she would say. Do you think she's trying no to like protect good. your butthole? Is yeah. that what she's trying she to do? She was just like, no, she just didn't want to deal with me like being sick. Because I would eat something and get really sick and she just didn't want to deal with it. She was like, no, you can't eat those people's food. And it was always, think <laughs> about the hemorrhoids. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God. And I was terrified. Uh, I was terrified. And then I like, and Thai food. You can't eat Thai food. Those people's food. Those people. I was like, oh my spicy. God, they're going to kill spicy. me. And then when I was, when I moved to Boston, when I was 19, I tried, um, yeah, I tried Indian food and I was like, this is dank. And my stomach yeah. felt awesome. It was full <laughs> and warm. And I was like, this is wonderful. And then I tried Thai food and I was like, holy shit, this is delicious. Well, didn't they say that like eating spicy foods makes you live longer? It's better for your heart. Do we know Isn't any doctors? Do we? I, <laughs> I mean, my family's Indian and they're all alive. So yeah, I no mean, one's died in my family in 400 it, years. But that was the thing that I thought but was they're like, all still alive. Every single one. Every ever, single one. Since ever. the beginning just of my family going. lineage. They're Absolutely. all still alive. But my thing too is just like, I, I literally remember telling my mom, like, you kept Indian food away from me. <laughs> and I'm being so genuinely angry. Like, I love Indian food. Like, I eat it once a week. Thai food too. I was like, I love this food and you kept this away from me. And she was like, I was trying to protect you. And it was just like, this is fucking food, yo. (laughs) Whoever's listening to this right now, including myself, is 
very much into Indian food right now. <laughs> I, I, was I just need to like, go get some. But my whole point was like, you never know. You know, there's something that you can think like, I hate. And then you try and you're like, actually, that wasn't too bad. Or you eat something that was right. I used to think I hated mangoes. And then I went to Brazil and ate a mango. I was like, you, oh, this is what a mango is. Hate, how do you hate mangoes? That is like the best fruit that's ever been fruited. It's, ever fruit. It's different here. Mangoes in Brazil are like, there's no core. What? There's no core. That's my whole gripe with mangoes here yeah, is it's so hard absolutely. to get the good yeah. stuff out of well, it and I don't even, I hate it. But that's what I'm saying. There's no core. So you cut and you're like, I was telling my mom, did I eat the core? And she's like, there's no core in mangoes. What? I was like, but in the States, she's like, yeah, but that's weird mangoes. That's not real mangoes. <laughs> and they're ripe. Like, I mean, fucking ripe. Those are some ripe fruits or dragon fruit. You guys don't even know what dragon fruit is. I fucking love dragon fruit. Yeah. It's amazing. Ugh. But like third world country dragon fruit is so much better oh, sounds delightful now I want to go back <laughs> I just want to go back to the farm eat dragon fruit and ride my horse Man, let's talk about horses you know <laughs> let's talk about horses uh, I just realized I haven't had a mango in forever but that's what I'm saying you never know if you know things change one time you can eat a mango and be like, that wasn't that cool. And then you can eat it and be like, that was actually really, really great. Moral of the story is leave your heart open. Yes. Don't, uh, don't be don't an ignorant ever, asshole. Yeah. Don't call people faggots. Jesus Christ. <laughs> don't use any other derogatory slur just because you think it's funny. Yeah. I used to have an ex. I would, he's, he would claim he was POC, but then he'd be like, I'm Italian. I'm like, dude, that's white as fuck. And then he would say the N word a lot. No, and no, he's a no, hard no. R. And I was like, uh, this makes me so uncomfortable. And he would make the excuse, I'm friends with black people. They're cool with it. And I'm like, it's not okay. Not it's the same thing. Not an excuse. It's not okay. I've had this argument with pe people back home in New Jersey because they use so many fun words. And the thing that I always explain to them is like, if I say, yo, bitch, right? Let's start basic. Yo, bitch. That gives other people the permission mm. to call me bitch. The second they hear me go, yo, bitch, they're like, a hey, bitch. And whether they really mean it or not, now they have that permission. So I I used to think it was okay to like, you know, say dyke because I'm a lesbian. I'm like, I get to say that, whatever. I get to say dyke. And then I was like, by saying it, I'm giving people permission to say it. Yeah. And that's my approach with it. Yeah. It's like any slurs, even if it's about yourself, you can do whatever you want with it. My personal opinion is to just remember that the second you say it aloud into the world, it's now projected one more time and someone hears it one more time and one more time someone thinks it's okay. So I have this friend that I used to work with. Um, he's security at this venue in Phoenix. He's amazing. I think he's the sweetest guy ever. But he does say things that he intentionally says these things to make other people uncomfortable. He's Mexican and he'll say like, oh, I'm just a stupid spick, blah, blah, blah. And just all these crazy derogatory, you know, Mexican slurs. I'm just like, dude, that's you probably shouldn't be saying stuff like that because <laughs> mm -hmm. other people are going to hear and think it's OK to yeah. call like to call you that. And, and then back to the sense of humor thing. People don't know if you're fucking joking or not. Yeah, exactly. A lot of people, people thought he was like, serious. oh, they hate themselves and they should. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like that dyke hates herself and she fucking should. <laughs> fucking dyke <laughs> and then i'm home crying because i gave them the permission to um so there have been a couple times growing up where i was called a wetback and i didn't really know what it meant i don't even know until... what that means still <laughs> it's like you're so it's like a term used for mexicans that like cross the border and you have to cross the river 
So you're you're swimming. So you're swimming and your back is wet because you just crossed over the border. That's so disgusting. It is. No, absolutely. I agree. And maybe I'm wrong about this interpretation, but that's how I've always interpreted. But I have been called a wetback before and I never knew until recently what it meant. And I'm like, wow, that's. Such a shitty thing for people to say. It is shit. It isn't the whole body wet, really. No. It is, indeed. But it might be because of the, 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 it might be from the point of view of the border people seeing you oh, go yeah. into the, maybe and that's what it is. And all they see is, is like your back, back. Your back yeah. is wet. Right. My favorite thing that I've heard recently on um, the subject of Mexicans <laughs> is that it's free for, it's legal for Mexicans to fly to Canada. So now what they're doing is just... <laughs> Coming from Canada, <laughs> if they're if they're illegally trying to get into this country, which is hilarious, that is hilarious because we built this wall for no fucking reason, and yeah. also what a stupid. Also, uh, there are things that wall. like that were on all over the news of Mexicans making it into a sport, and who can climb the wall the fastest. Oh, and I think I think the shortest God. time is either I can't remember it's forty five seconds or forty five minutes, but either way, it's very comical. Mm. Encourage mm. you all to look up on it. Because it's hilarious. That's so great. I love yeah. this country. I love being American. Yeah. It's really easy to cross the border from Canada into America. Too. Exactly. I'm Canadian. You, I know. Uh, you literally. You it's, can. It's like a. There's nothing there. There's you nothing just walk. there. There's no people. You walk it. You Although, can walk if it. they're trying to go into Canada from America, they're like, "Hey, hold up." Yeah. We're. Yeah. No. It's yeah. Weird. No. You cannot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But my point is just, uh, you know. People are stupid. Uh, love this world. So great. Love being be open minded. Be open hearted. Are you hearted? first generation as well? Uh, first generation means that your parents weren't here, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. My mom was born in India. Okay. Nice. But they like grew up. They're, my family's very westernized. But yeah. Okay. I guess I am first generation. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Look at that. The first one. <laughs> the first. Um, us as well. But the thing that I think is really funny about that is like my mom's white and I'm not. So like walking next to her in the grocery store, people would always be like, you know, there'd be a slight turn of head like, huh. <laughs> like, how did that happen? Uh, and then my mom would never see. She's she's interesting because she has her prejudices, but she's never she's not like she's not like straight up racist or like directly racist, you know. It's more of like a like secretly like behind the walls kind of thing. But she like, for example, we were at a grocery store, and a woman was being really rude to her, and was like, "Hey, go back to Europe." And I was like, "Actually, we're from Latin America." <laughs> Go back to Europe? Is that what even is a that thing? Even? I was like, is, are people, what? And then my mom has like a weird Brazilian, Italian like accent and like her Portuguese is more Italian than Portuguese. It's really funny. Um, but it's just really funny to see like, or people would be like, I'm going to call, this has happened where someone has told my mom, I'm going to call immigration on you. And my mom in like her broken ass English was like, call immigration call him <laughs> just like and uh what she does this thing is so cute i'm trying to remember it it's fucking you fucking you yeah, <laughs> she so can't good. say fuck you yes. or like she'll be like fucking you fucking you pointing and the guy's like she's trying to fuck me <laughs> <laughs> so 
so good. Your mom trying to what? She's like, fucking you. Right? Get the fucking out of the fucking way. Fucking you. <laughs> and I'm like, whoa, this is awesome. And I'm sitting in the backseat like, yeah, this is rad. I can't wait to talk about this in therapy. Was it a white guy? <laughs> of course it was a white guy. It was a white truck driver, actually. And it was- Go back and- to Europe. You're from Europe, dumbass. <laughs> Um, when I was younger, especially in like in middle school or elementary school, I would tell people that, well, no, my family's Mexican. And they're like, you don't look Mexican. I'm like, I don't know what that means. That's like, wonderful. Not- yeah, right? <laughs> that's and, rich. Uh, I would be told that my skin's too light to look Mexican. Oh, that's cute. And then I'd be told, you look like you're from Europe. And I'm like, I don't know. What the fuck? That sounds even worse. <laughs> like... You look like you're from Europe. <laughs> I went to a school with all white kids. Yeah. Jesus. That's so terrible. I can't. Yeah. I can't. The one thing I'll give my the one thing I'll give New Jersey in general is that it's pretty fucking diverse. Like my best friend growing up was Syrian. Um and she was super and then my other best friend was like Italian Puerto Rican and then like Brazilian and Italian. So it was just very like it was just like a melting pot, which was great. So truly, if you were like, well, you're black, everyone would stand up and be like, hey, 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 that's not cool. You need to educate yourself, fool. And then everyone would like, you know. Yeah. Truly, it would be like, hey, that's not fucking all right. Or if someone's like, go back to Mexico. Jesus, that was the one thing we didn't have in this school, which was the one I'm laughing, but it's not funny. The one thing we didn't have in that school was any Jewish people. Mm-hmm. So I'd always hear Jewish slurs. Um, and that was really unfortunate. And I didn't know enough to like stand up for it. I was just like, huh, I never said anything, but I never also stood up for it. So I'm just as compliant. Yeah. Um, it's, crazy it's so my my first language is actually spanish just because my dad my dad only speaks spanish his english is very broken whereas Mm -hmm. my mom she is very fluent in both and doesn't have an accent in either Mm -hmm. um but i lost it all going to school my first job was at a restaurant and of course all all the kitchen workers were mexican and that's how i got my spanish back and because they taught me how to speak spanish again just because anytime I would try to speak it at home, my parents were like, oh, you're speaking Spanish? Oh, you don't have to do that. Oh, that's so funny how you pronounce words. I'm like, that's mm. not cool. Don't do that. That sucks. Yeah. And then like, I'd always feel more of like camaraderie towards like the kitchen workers and whoever was Mexican than my white counterparts for whatever reason. And I don't know, man. I always felt like a more closeness to maybe that's why worked in the kitchen so much growing up or whenever I was working Mm -hmm. was because I felt more at home with them rather than the other like shitty tempy kids that I was working with. That's so interesting. My more pleasant experiences have been with uh, fellow, you know, immigrants or whatever. Um, Yeah, it's really interesting. When I moved to Boston, the one thing my best friend told me, she was like, dude, I'm so happy for you. You're so happy. And I like got a good job and I started dating someone who's awesome and everything was just like great. It was just so wonderful, you know? And then she goes, I love it. You're doing all this white people shit. (laughs) Doing all this white people shit, like riding bikes and playing tennis. Since what is like being active white 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 people (laughs) shit? (laughs) I was like, this isn't 
but what and she was like no it's cool you totally dropped all your roots and I was like no not I I live this experience I take this experience with me everywhere I go I want to teach my children this like you know and it's just like and that's a whole other side to it too we really went off from cafe etiquette but I think that's (laughs) (laughs) I feel like that's okay um yeah man it's so I did get kind of that too where people accused me of being more white than Mexican I would have other Mexican friends tell me that I'm not Mexican enough and that I'm basically white because I grew up in a white neighborhood right which doesn't make sense to me because I didn't put myself there (laughs) that wasn't my decision don't you love when people tell you what the fuck you are isn't that so great oh it's that's a whole other lesson too is like why does it matter? Why is everyone just putting these stupid labels on things? So dumb. Yeah. Isn't that stupid? It's really ridiculous. I hate it. So hate um, it. so what we want to say is don't be an asshole. Don't be an <laughs> asshole. Be kind to people. Remember that we're all human beings in all aspects of life. Yeah. yeah. Even that kitchen worker you hardly ever see or see once in a while. Like, there are people, too. Give like, them a fucking smile yeah. if, if they give you eye contact. I always do If that. they clean up your space, say thank you. Like, yeah, have manners, for God's sakes. It's just... As you leave, say, have a good day. Yeah. Even if they don't respond, you did your part. Yeah. yeah. Joanne, is there anything you'd like to plug? Plug, plug, plug. Plug is in... With, like, any events coming up that you're looking forward to? Uh, hmm... Not recently, but I do have to shout out something that sure. just happened. It was so wonderful. I went to the UCB Upright Citizens Brigade drag show, and oh my God, I was peeing my pants. It was so fabulous. It was so funny. It was just so creative, and like I was like, this is improv. And I was like, like an idiot, like, this is improv. This is what they do here. Um, <laughs> but it was so cool. It was just awesome. I had a really great time. The next one's in November, so I'm going to that. Nice. That's cool. Yeah. That's what awesome. about you? Any cool things you're going to do coming know. up? I'm really looking forward to our next episode. Yeah. Um, also, there is a show this coming Monday. Hmm. Um, Young Jesus is playing. They're doing cool. a free show at the Echo. So if anyone would like to come join me, I'm going to be taking pictures. Wow, at the Echo. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah. Free show at the it's Echo. It's a free show at the Echo. I guess it's like some residency they're doing. If y'all but. don't know what the Echo is, super cool, super cool venue in Echo Park. Wonderful. You'll see big names, uh, medium names, all size names. <laughs> uh, and they're a cool band. Yeah, that's yeah. wonderful. Yeah. Um, well, thank you guys for listening to us. This is a Poor People Talk. Poor People Talk. Yeah. Find us on the things. Poor people talk. Also, our next episode is going to be really cool because it's going to be about mental health and the strain of being an artist and working and doing all these things and maintaining your relationships. And we're going to have a special guest on and that's going to be super cool. If you have any suggestions as far as topics, feel free to email us at poorpeopletalkpodcast at gmail.com. So sophisticated. That's me. Love it. I'm an adult. You're fabulous. I can do these adult things. I'm into it. Cool. You're great. <laughs> All right, I think we're done. Whenever you guys yeah, want no, to. Yeah, no, we're end. done. <laughs> I got to pee. <laughs>